welcome to the Challenge Flag Podcast, where we put your fantasy season under review. This week, we'll be looking at the Professional Football League's Week 6 matchups and offering our predictions for how we think this week will shape up with the help of a special guest this week. But before we do that, let's jump into a quick Week 5 recap so we can see how everyone fared. Our first matchup was Robin's Birds, Jordan Robin's squad, 170.24 over AFC Richmond, my squad, with 99.22. Next, we had Chernobyl Janitors, Matthew Beister's squad, with 134.36 over Risky Business Incorporated, Chris Risk's team, with 86.14. Next up was Drew K7, Drew Kulas's team, with 181.18 over Waffle House Bankruptcy, Michael Costa's squad, with 160.00. Next, we had Creekhaven Comeback Kids, Blake Fuller's squad, with 124.52, over Team E.T. Woods, Ethan Woods' squad, with 121.84. And our last matchup of the week, we had Commissioner's Curse, Blake Watson's team, with 149.96, over Team Breezeless, Raj Landry's squad, with 115.16. Okay, so we are going to jump into our Week 6 preview, and with that, we're going to welcome a special, special guest to the show, Matthew Beischer. Hey, everybody. Head of the Noble Janitor. Happy to be here and share some incredible insight this week. Yeah, Matt, your insight is always very expert. I guess that that is the low end of the spectrum for how I would view your opinion on fantasy football. Obviously, I love your team a ton. So as much as I give you a hard time, you clearly have a very good understanding of this game so i think your your picks will will at least be better than fuller's were when he joined the show i sure hope so yeah fuller fuller was a little rough in his first outing there i think i forgot to go look at it blake i'll take ownership on that but at the very least i know he got three wrong and i'm pretty sure he got four to five wrong but it was rough i think i'm gonna pick every matchup correctly this week my i have a lot of confidence all right well real quick Checking back in at our standings, Blake, after last week, I ended up at 16 and 9, and you are at 500, you're 12 and 12, so congratulations there. Yeah, I'm, I'm coming for the crown, slowly but surely. It's, it's kind of the tortoise and the hare situation going on here. Indeed. Well, our first matchup of the week actually pits my team, AFC Richmond, against your team, Commissioner's Curse. So I'll go ahead and walk through your side of this one. I'll let you walk through my side of it to make things a little bit more impartial, and then we can give our picks. Sounds good to me. Perfect. Well, Blake, you are starting Jalen Hurts as your quarterback. You've got Austin Eckler and Aaron Jones in your running back spots, Michael Pittman Jr. and A.J. Brown as your receivers, Higby at the tight end, Cortland Sutton as your flex, you currently don't have a super flex set with Damian Pierce being on buy. I assume you're going to be shopping on the waivers there, so I won't read too much into that yet. But you do have some options you could plug in there if Gabe Davis is able to go or Michael Thomas, someone like that. So what I see positive-wise on your team is that Aaron Jones's snap percentage has increased in recent weeks. If that continues, we could see a really great game against the Jets this week. And then Michael Pittman Jr. has been fairly disappointing since his hot start back in week one. A date with Jacksonville may be just what the doctor ordered to get him back on track. And then I actually have a third positive for you, and that's that Cortland Sutton continues to be the only steady Bronco in fantasy. His upside will be limited playing against Russ this week on my side, but there's still high odds that he outscores his quarterback, which is just a really sad statement that I have to make. Now, for concerns, 
The Eagles are walking into a primetime matchup this week against the Cowboys. I really expect to see Micah Parson act as a spy in a lot of situations to limit Jalen Hurts' upside. And similarly, I think we're going to see a lot of A.J. Brown, Trayvon Diggs matchups. You always start your studs, but this could be a down week for this duo with that Cowboys defense being so, so good. We'll see if they're legit. This is going to be a great game. I'm really excited to watch it. And then a second concern is that it's worth mentioning that Austin Eckler gets a really tough matchup this week against the Broncos. His productivity through the air should keep his floor really high, but it's something to consider and note heading into this week. But that's what I got for your side, Blake. I'll let you walk through mine. Yeah, RJ, so going through your team, we have Carson Wentz at quarterback. The running back positions are Jonathan Taylor and Joe Mixon. Mikey Mike and the Funky Bunch, Mike Evans and Mike Williams at your receiver positions. Hayden Hurst is your newly acquired tight end with Miles Sanders in your flex and Russell Wilson in your super flex. Currently starting the Philadelphia defense against Dallas. Looking through the positives on your team, I think that Jonathan Taylor and Mike Evans have very, very good matchups this week against Jacksonville and Pittsburgh, respectively. I also think Carson Wentz has a pretty good situation against Chicago on Thursday night. We'll see if it's kind of a get-right game for him. I think that, obviously, for some star players there in Taylor and Evans, this could be a very strong bounce-back game for Jonathan Taylor if he's able to go. And Mike Evans, I think, will have a very good game regardless. I don't think that Steelers secondary is anything to write home about. The concerns I have for you is you kind of have tough matchups across the board everywhere else. So you have two players going against New Orleans in Joe Mixon and Hayden Hurst. New Orleans defense wasn't really as great as we thought it would be going against Seattle. So maybe it'll end up being all right for those players. And then you have Mike Williams against... As bad as Denver's offense is, their defense has been pretty good. Granted, they played the Colts last week, but they did not give up any touchdowns in one of the worst football games people have ever watched in their lives. And then you have Miles Sanders going up against that Dallas defense. Miles Sanders has been kind of hit or miss this season. Dallas has a very, very bad habit of letting Philadelphia star players just absolutely torch them every single year. So you look at guys like Deshaun Jackson, who have kind of been the bane of the Cowboys existence LaShawn McCoy's done it before I don't know what it is about Philadelphia but it seems like every time we play them we cannot scheme up a defense to stop their star players maybe it'll be different this year we'll see but those are really my biggest concerns for your team I think overall it's going to be a very close matchup obviously I have to figure out what I'm doing at the super flex position but I think it'll it'll be a great game yep we can only hope Last week, my matchup wasn't super close, so if, it, if it's a tight one, I'm going to be pretty pleased. But personally, this has been a strategy that's worked really well, and it's reflected in my record. But I'm going to pick against myself and pick you, Blake, because I just I, I don't think I know anything about fantasy. That's what I'm learning this year. I'm going to go ahead and pick myself as well. As much as I'd love to be humble, I think that you just have too many tough matchups across the board. I think that there's a very good chance that my matchups are a little bit more favorable. Like we said, star players, maybe A.J. Brown breaks out against Dallas. Cortland Sutton has a good game with the Chargers. If the Broncos offense can figure it out, then Cortland Sutton can find himself in the end zone again. And we'll see about Jalen Hurts and Austin Eckler. I would like to think that their production continues, but but we'll see. In in the battle of the commissioners, I'm really hoping to come out on top. This this is probably one of the most important weeks of my season. Matt, who do you think is going to come home with the win in this game? Yeah, so of all the matchups, this one was definitely perhaps the toughest. 
But I'm also going to go with Blake Watson here. I, for me, it's mainly just the consistency. I think that you're gonna that you get from your players compared to RJ. I view Mike Evans and Mike Williams is a little bit hit or miss, especially Mike Williams. I like Higby. He's been very, very steady this year. Other than Cup, he's been the only reliable target for Stafford out there in LA. Miles Sanders has been hit or miss. I like the reliability of Corbin Sutton. Mixon has also been a little bit up and down, and that we don't know if Taylor's going to play. Eckler's been on a tear recently, so I think he should be. He should have a pretty good game. And then, as a Packers fan, I have to watch Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon every week, and I can assure you guys that Aaron Jones is by far the superior player. And I expect this his snap share to only increase as the season goes on, as long as AJ Dillon proves ineffective here. So I'm going to go with Blake Watson here. Also, I would never pick a team with Russell Wilson as its captain. There's just no way I could ever do that. So I'm going to roll with Blake here. Well, that, that makes perfect sense. I think that's very sound reasoning. And like I tell RJ every single week when we get on here, I think you're a genius. Your team looks incredible. So, Matt, I, I just I am going to shower you with praise through this entire podcast. I like my team, Blake. You know, I, I would never just choose you for that reason. I, I, think you, I think you've got this one this week. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we'll jump into the next game. We have the Risky Business Inc. versus Creek Haven Comeback Kids. We'll go through matchup by matchup. I'll name Risky Business players first and then Creek Haven Comeback Kids second. So Chris is starting Justin Herbert to Blake's Patrick Mahomes. On the running back side, Risky Business is starting James Conner and Kareem Hunt against Kenneth Walker and Tyler Algier. On the wide receiver side, we have C.D. Lamb and Drake London versus Debo Samuel and Jalen Waddell for Fuller. The tight end matchup, Chris is currently not starting a tight end on his team as Darren Waller will be on a bye week. He's going up against Gerald Everett coming off a down week for Fuller. The flex positions, Chris is starting Rashad Bateman in his flex and Jimmy Garoppolo in his super flex. Blake is starting Curtis Samuel in his flex and Trevor Lawrence in his super flex. And currently the defenses are San Francisco versus Dallas. We'll go through Chris's roster first. I think that the positives for Chris's team is that C.D. Lamb is going to have to have a good game against this Philadelphia defense. If Dallas is going to want to keep up with Philadelphia, I think, you know, regardless of how good the Dallas defense is, Jalen Hurts is still going to put up points. And Cooper Rush has kind of leaned on C.D. Lamb throughout the season so far. So, I think that bodes well for CeeDee Lamb. Really, after that, there's not a whole lot of positives. There's a lot of really tough matchups. My concerns for Chris is that Justin Herbert goes up against the Denver defense. James Conner hasn't looked right. Kareem Hunt still hasn't gotten really any kind of indication that he's going to garner any more of a share in that Cleveland backfield. If Marcus Mariota can actually complete passes to Drake London then Drake London will will be great for Chris in his wide receiver two spot. But right now, it just doesn't look like that's going to happen at all. Looking at Fuller's team, the positives that I take away, definitely the receivers for Fuller. He has a a clear advantage here with Debo Samuel and Jalen Waddell. I think Jalen Waddell's in a prime bounce back opportunity. Curtis Samuel should be all right against Chicago. I think that that game's going to be really, really ugly. But I think Carson Wentz has a chance to to get right, like I mentioned in the last matchup. So look for Curtis Samuel to have a better day than he's been having. And then Gerald Everett has not produced super well, but he has a chance to get back in the end zone this week and produce against Denver. 
The concerns I have for Fuller, the Chiefs are playing Buffalo, which means Patrick Mahomes is going up against that Buffalo defense. Historically, though, he has tortured that defense. Not going to say that happens this year. The running back position is where I'm most concerned for Fuller. He's got Kenneth Walker. We don't know what he's going to be in Seattle. He's got Tyler Algier against the San Francisco defense. We don't know what Atlanta's going to look like. They drew a tough matchup against Tampa Bay last week. Tyler Algier didn't look great. I don't think he'll look great against San Francisco this week. Lucky for Fuller, the running back position is still a concern for Chris as well. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take Fuller to win in this matchup. Like I said, outside of CeeDee Lamb, there aren't really many positives I see on Risk's roster this week. So give me Fuller because I think that the wide receiver core is going to carry Fuller through not only this game, but probably the rest of his season. RJ, who you got? Wow, this matchup is so interesting for all the wrong reasons. But I think I'm going to side with you, Blake, and also go with Fuller. I think the Buffalo-Kansas City game will be inevitably just a high-scoring shootout. So I think Patty has a great game. Really concerned about Fuller's running backs, but I'm also really concerned about Chris's running backs. So that goes both ways. We don't even know if Connor's going to play. Debo versus CD is pretty much a push, but I give him the edge with Waddle, give him the edge with tight end. I really like Curtis Samuel. I think Curtis Samuel will have a good game. We don't know if Bateman's going to play. Give him the edge with Trevor Lawrence. So, yeah, it's a, it's an ugly one this week, just by nature of the bye week and whatnot. But I'm going to stick with Fuller. Matt, what do you think? Yeah, so I think we're going to remain uh, unanimous here. I'm going to also pick Blake Fuller here. I am also worried about his running backs. However, I don't think that Chris's running backs are quite good enough to take advantage of that, if that makes any sense. I, I think Kenneth Walker is going to see a pretty hefty workload. DJ Dallas hasn't done much all year. The Falcons, the only thing they try to do is run the ball, so at least they are committed to it. I still – I think I may rather like Boone there instead just based on matchup. Just from having watched the Niners, that defense is pretty ferocious. I'd be a little bit worried about that one. Receiver-wise, I would have to go fuller. I like the upside with Waddle compared to London. I don't see as much upside with London. And Debo, I think, has a prime matchup against Atlanta. Everett's been surprisingly consistent this year, although he had a dull last week. But we'll see who Chris puts in that spot. And then Bateman's coming off an injury. And I think Curtis Samuels had a pretty good year, so I like that as well. And then defense-wise, the Niners' defense, that's that's a great matchup. The Cowboys, that'll be a little bit tough because the Eagles have been great this year. But the Cowboys' defense may be the best of the league, so we'll see how that goes. Okay, so next up, we have Matt, your team, the Chernobyl Janitors versus Robbins with way too many apostrophes. That's called an overcorrection, Jordan. Birds. Matt, I'm going to take a start by looking at your team, and then we'll compare it to Jordan's, and I'll walk through some positives, and and then we can hear your thoughts and, and get Blake's take as well. But you're starting Aaron Rodgers. You've got Saquon Barkley and Ramondre Stevenson, Cooper Cup, T. Higgins, Travis Kelsey at the tight end spot, Christian Kirk in your flex. Jacoby Brissett in your super flex, and then the Minnesota defense against Miami. Jordan is rolling out Joe Burrow at quarterback. Kamara and Fournette as the running back duo. Justin Jefferson and Marquise Hollywood-Brown as his receivers. George Kittle in the tight end spot. 
Devin Singletary as the flex, Kirk Cousins as the super flex, and the Los Angeles Rams against the Carolina Panthers at the defense spot. Now, Matt, when I look at your team, I see some positives. The Ravens have not been quite the dominant defense that we've seen in recent years, especially against the running back position. Fire up Saquon Barkley as the absolute far and away running back one for week six. And then last week, I highlighted the New England backfield as an area of concern for your team, Matt. And just like that, boom, it's now a strength. The injury to Damian Harris opens the door for Ramondre Stevenson to be a must-start RB2 with RB1 upside week in and week out until Harris gets back. And then my last point here, we've got Cooper Cup and Travis Kelsey. That's all I need to say. Now, concerns-wise, we definitely need to talk about the QB position with this squad. Aaron Rodgers just hasn't been himself this year, and he's yet to cross the 17-point threshold so far on the season. And additionally, in your Superflex match, you're starting Jacoby Brissett against New England. That's a big yikes. Got yikes written all over that one. Really concerning to me. Yeah, I have no, no doubt that Jacoby Brissett's going to have a great week against the New England Patriots this weekend, especially since national hero Deshaun Watson's back in the facility. He's going to be teaching Brissett how to get how to get things done, and I think that'll only improve his play. Well, for your sake, I certainly hope so. Lastly here, I've got that T. Higgins nabs a really tough matchup this week, and we don't know what we're looking at with health-wise with him. It seems like it's going to be a black box each and every week. Hashtag fire Zach Taylor, please, for all fantasy players. But that's what I got for your team, Matt. Looking over at Jordan's side, the positives... The running backs have finally arrived for Jordan. Both Leonard Fournette and Alvin Kamara showed up to week five with massive performances for the Birds. I see no reason that that ball won't keep rolling against subpar defenses this week. And then for at least one more week, Marquise Brown continues to be a must-start player with an incredibly high floor. Oh, and yeah, speaking of receivers, he's got Justin Jefferson to your Cooper Cup. So there's always a positive on that front when when you're rolling out a player like that every week. And then lastly, I wanted to emphasize that he's got a really incredible matchup for the, his defense. The Rams draw the Panthers this week, who are going to be without Baker Mayfield. So they're going to be rolling out P.J. Walker. I think there's a really good chance that that defense exceeds 10-plus points. So that's pretty big deal there coming at the defensive position. Now, concern-wise, the tight end spot has proven to be incredibly frustrated for Jordan so far this year. Kittle has yet to produce more than 8 points on the season. Will Jordan trust the process, or will Sean Payton's former golden boy, Taysom Hill, be in his starting lineup? I think there's a good chance we see Hill considering Jordan just dropped 20 fab dollars on him. So that's a little bit of concern because we just don't really know what to expect. It could be up or down. It's kind of the, the mark and the trademark of Taysom Hill. And then lastly, the flex spot continues to be a struggle for Jordan. Can Singletary produce against KC, or will he roll out new acquisition Alec Pierce? A lot of questions in that spot. Now, This one was an incredibly tough choice for me. I think this matchup is going to be really, really tough up and down the board. I think y'all are really well matched for each other, but I'm going to go with Jordan. I'm sorry to say, Matt, simply because I'm really concerned about your quarterback spot this week. I'm just not confident in Rodgers, and I think Brissett could tumble. And when I look up and down Jordan's roster spot, I don't really see that big of a risk there. So I'm picking, I'm going to pick Jordan very hesitantly. I think this one's going to be a great, great game and it can go either way. But Blake, how about you? What do you think? Yeah, I mean, this is, this is an excellent game. There's just so many explosive matchups across the board. That being said, 
I have to go with Matt's team. You know my affinity for his roster. I I haven't picked against it before. I'm not going to start picking against it now. Give me Matt in what should be a absolute points fest. It's going to be a high-scoring matchup across the board. I can't wait to watch this one unfold. Matt, how you feel about your team this week? So, I also think this should be a good game. Historically, my roster struggled against Jordan. I don't know the reason for that. So when I, when I look at the matchups, how Rodgers is projected for more points than Joe Burrow is beyond me. Rodgers has yet to score more than 16 points in a game. So I'll give him the edge there with Burrow. However, I also have Higgins. And in that sense, I'm kind of tied together with Burrow. So if Higgins doesn't play, I see less upside for Burrow. If Higgins does play, I think Higgins should have a good day and that should help negate that advantage to a degree. I think the running backs, both very strong. Wide receiver, I would actually give, I think, Jordan the edge of Marquise Brown. He's been so consistent. I like I like uh, having Kelsey. Nothing else really to say there. Singletary's got a prime matchup in what should be a really fun shootout. And, of course, Kirk Cousins has the edge over Brissett, and the Rams do have a prime matchup. I would like to point out that Brissett has been remarkably consistent this year. If if you look at his scores, he's yet to score single digits. It's actually really funny. But I I acknowledge there's no upside really with him. But with the rest of my roster, I think I just want some stability at quarterback. Man, it should be a really, really tough game. But with that being said, I still think I'll pick myself. I'll give myself a 9% chance to win. I'll give Jordan a 10% chance to win. But yeah, it should be a really tough one, but I got myself. Yeah, 90%. It sounds like you're really on the fence there. We'll move on from what should be the best game this week to another game that I think will be surprisingly close. We have Team Drew K7 versus Team Breezeless. So we'll go through the matchups. I'll go with Drew's player first, followed by Raj, Team Breezeless's player. We have Lamar Jackson versus Kyler Murray at the quarterback position. The running backs are Dalvin Cook and Brees Hall going up against Najee Harris and Nick Chubb. Wide receivers for Drew are Tyree Kill and Chris Godwin going up against the duo that puts up 10 to 15 every week, Terry McLaurin and Deontay Johnson. The tight end matchups, Mark Andrews versus Zach Ertz. The flex positions are Tyler Lockett and Geno Smith at the Superflex versus Devontae Smith and Daniel Jones at the Superflex for Raj. And then the defenses are the Bills and the Buccaneers. I don't know if you've ever heard of those defenses. One of them draws Kansas City, though, which could be a big problem. Going through the positives, we'll start with Drew's team first. The positives is that Dalvin Cook had a great bounce back game this last week, and he should be in line for another one against Miami coming up. Running defense that hasn't been super great. Chris Godwin, we talked about him on the other podcast. It looks like he's in for more of an expanded role as the season goes on and as he comes back from that injury. And then, of course, when you have Mark Andrews in your tight end spot, really, regardless of who you're playing, that's always going to be a good matchup. But especially when you're playing against an overrated New York Giants team, I think Mark Andrews is in line to explode this week. Geno Smith against Arizona. The Geno Smith-Tyler Lockett stack has been sneaky, super, super great for Drew this year. Against Arizona, who has been lackluster on every front, I expect that to continue. I know Arizona kind of stifled Philadelphia's offense this past week, but I I think that Geno Smith can keep it going. 
I think if he was able to keep it going against New Orleans, he shouldn't have any problem against Arizona. The concerns for Drew's team, really, you have Tyreek Hill going up against Minnesota and Brees Hall going up against Green Bay are kind of my bigger concerns. Brees Hall is kind of in line for a larger workload, so I'm not super concerned about that. Tyree Kill with the quarterback situation in Miami, I'm definitely a little bit concerned. I think we should see Tua or Teddy Bridgewater this week. I don't think we'll be seeing an undrafted rookie throwing him the ball again. I think Tyree Kill is going to be all right, but I'm still a little bit concerned about that matchup. The positives for Raj, you have Kyler Murray against Seattle. Kyler Murray, man, if he just focuses a little bit more on rushing, he's going to be a top three quarterback this year for some reason he wants to prove it to everyone that he's a passer first we know he can throw the ball just fine kyler start using your legs please please help raj out start using your legs or start throwing it to zach Ertz, who's also going up against the seattle defense who is just abysmal the legion of boom feels like it's a century removed from now so that matchup's going to be great you have not really anything else at stellar looking up and down this matchup the concerns are the running back room for sure you have Najee harris who's been lackluster against tampa bay who's been stifling against the run then you have nick chubb against new england who's also been pretty solid against the run they just stopped a, what we thought was a really high powered lions offense so i think while nick chubb's been great this season he's in for a little bit of a tougher week than than we could expect Deontay Johnson's also going up against Tampa Bay. You don't really want anyone going up against that defense. So looking up and down these rosters, I think it'll be a closer game than people expect, but I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take Drew in this one. I think there's just more plus matchups on Drew's side than there are on Raj's side. And I think Nick Chubb has been keeping Raj afloat all season. I think his matchup against New England will really kind of hold Raj back from really producing any kind of breakout player this week so rj who you got in this matchup i'm pretty much in full agreement with what you said blake i think when i look at the the matchup i i see the same things that you do the really only concern on on drew's side right now is like you said tyree kill he was a little banged up himself last week and my understanding is as of a report today miami's preparing to roll with that third stringer so i don't know if Teddy or Tua really progress as well. I think Miami's being really, really careful with that situation. So I think there is a good chance. But overall, yeah, Drew's line or matchups are awesome this week. So that's really, really great. And like you said for Raj, Najee is playing Tampa Bay. Deontay's playing Tampa Bay. Those are really big concerns there. But outside of that, they're pretty solid. I'm going to go ahead and, and just guess that Devonta Smith gets shut down by the stellar Cowboys defense. And I really do like the fact that Raj gets a positional advantage with his own defense playing Pittsburgh this week. So that's really great. I think I agree with you. It'll be closer than people think, but I'm also going to roll with Drew. Matt, what about you? Yeah, I'm also going to roll with Drew on this one. I just think overall, when you look at his team in totality, you have to roll with Drew in this one. I would like to say, though, that Nick Chubb, I am firmly convinced, is the best peer runner in the NFL. He is incredible. Also, I think you guys touched on like the two high craze in the NFL. I think the Browns, they have such a well-designed offense to where you, you commit to the run and then you know play action off of that. That's why Brissett's been serviceable this year. I think once our guy Watson gets inserted into that lineup, 
I think that Browns have a very, very good thing going over there on offense. Deontay Johnson, I don't think his upside is quite what it was with Trubisky and certainly not back when Roethlisberger was there last year. Kenny Pickett likes George Pickens, so I do like that pickup for you, RJ. It, it started in preseason, and then the two regular season games that we've seen, he really likes throwing the George Pickens. So I'm, I don't think Deontay Johnson's target share is going to be as high as it has been. Granted, he's a great route runner and he gets open, so he will still get his targets. Yeah, great matchup on defense for Raj, but I think when you look at it overall, you got to roll with Drew here. All right, in our last matchup, we've got Team E.T. Woods for Ethan Woods and Waffle House Bankruptcy for Michael Costa. Looking over at the squads and the matchups, on Ethan's side, he's got Tom Brady, Christian McCaffrey, and Clyde Edwards-Elair, Jamar Chase and D.K. Metcalf, David Njoku at the tight end spot, Amari Cooper in the flex with currently Teddy Bridgewater, but we have to presume that that's probably going to be Matthew Stafford as the super flex, and Green Bay against the New York Jets. Over on Michael's side, we've got Josh Allen, J.K. Dobbins, and Jeff Wilson in the running back spots. Stefan Diggs and Alan Lazard as the two receivers. Dallas Goddard in the tight end spot. Ezekiel Elliott in the flex. Currently no super flex there, but we have to presume that Michael will either be looking for an upgrade or maybe trying to start a Juju Smith-Schuster or Chris Olave in that spot due to his buys. And then finally, he's currently rolling out the Miami Dolphins defense against Minnesota. Starting with Woods, positives I see is that Ethan's big name guys like Tom Brady and Christian McCaffrey seem to have finally found their footing this season. Brady gets a dream matchup against the Steelers this week, and CMC draws a Rams defense that proved to be beatable on the ground last week. Additionally, he'll always be a threat through the air, so you can't really judge them based on a run defense matchup, but both of those guys look to be on track. My second point here is I will openly admit I was wrong about DK Metcalf. The dude just keeps posting wide receiver two slash wide receiver one numbers, and he now has an excellent matchup this week against the Cardinals. He should continue to produce. Concerns-wise, Clyde Edwards-Alaire finally crashed back to earth last week, and it looks like that trend may continue into week six as the Chiefs go up against the Buffalo Bills. He's always going to be the threat through the air as well, so potentially he could produce, but it's worth noting that the crash that everyone was expecting happened and it could persist because of his snap share. Next, we've got Jamar Chase, who has proven to have a great floor this year, but just can't seem to go off any given week for any week-winning performances due to the fact that he's getting constantly double-teamed every time he steps onto the field. I would be surprised if that week is this week when he's going up against the Saints, but stranger things have happened. And my last point is Matthew Stafford who has been perhaps even more of a disappointment this year than Russell Wilson. Now flipping over to Michael's side. Positives, as usual, the Josh allen Stephon Diggs stack is absolutely phenomenal, and they look poised to walk into a shootout against the Chiefs. Man, buckle up. This one should be fun for, for Michael this week. And my next one is Jeff Wilson Jr., and he has certainly been a nice flex so far this week, and he's trending into RB2 territory after a terrific Week 5 and a great matchup against the Falcons, who were just decimated by Leonard Fournette. Now on concerns, it's been a really brutal week five for Michael on the injury front. Damian Harris is set to miss some time, and up and coming rookie Chris Olave left due to a concussion. We'll need to monitor Olave's status, but there could be some holes to fill in this lineup for Michael this week. And speaking of lineup holes, Devontae Adams and Derek Carr are on bye this week, leaving Michael with even more questions in the heart of his roster. Now my pick, I really want to pick Michael because of the potential for Diggs and Allen to put up 70-plus points by themselves, but I think Ethan takes advantage of Michael's missing pieces and secures his first win. 
Now, Blake did have to hop off real quick before he could make his pick for this one, but he's rolling with Michael on it. So different from me, he'll be rolling with Mr. Costa. Matt, final pick of the week. Who do you got? Um, yeah, This is a big one. I, I'm going to go with Ethan to get his first win here. Obviously, the Allen Diggs combo was lethal. Unfortunately, Adams and Carr on by, which obviously takes away some upside from the lineup. I like McCaffrey over Dobbins. Wilson and Hilaire, uh, I maybe be a wash. Lazard has been surprisingly consistent recently. I think that he's a sneaky good play. Goddard's been very good this year. I like him more than Njoku. Elliott's just been not too great this year. But again, I mean, what are the options? I mean, Harris got hurt. You know, Olave's hurt. So in on the injury front, it's looking a little bit tough. Also, the defense is looking a little bit suspect against the Vikings' high-powered offense. But there's options on the waiver wire if he does choose to go that route. Also, I would like to point out that ETN, I think, is taking over that backfield in Jacksonville. I think he's going to be a strong play moving forward. Seems like with each passing week, he's getting a higher snap share. But I'm going to go with Ethan to take this one. Perfect. Well, that will wrap up our week six preview. Matthew, we would just like to thank you for, for joining the show and giving your picks and your commentary. It's been great to have you here. Yo, thank you for having me. Let's ride. Of course. And thank you all for listening. And as always, good luck with your matchups this week.